Okay, welcome to BMI Redefined with Jen and Mo. All right, let's do this, guys. We are here today with a very special guest. Uh, his name is Michael Prings. Yes, we have the same last name. And he is a senior vice president for a Fortune 500 insurance company. And today, he's going to talk with us about managing through difficult times. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Well, we're so glad you're here. So one thing we kind of like to talk about is through your 20 years of management experience, you know, what you've seen during some difficult times during those years, but especially now during this pandemic, how are we really learning to show leadership through remote times such as now? Yeah, well, we're all living through the current times and, and some of us remember back to 2008 and 2009, the, the last financial crisis. And there were crises before. So I think being in business, you're going to see crises happen. Uh, we had 9-11 happen. We had the dot-com crash happen. We had the recession in the early 90s. Had the flash crash of 87. We had the uh, inflationary period of the early 80s. We had the oil bust in the 70s. You keep going further back. It just There's just a litany of events that have happened. So really uh, important for us to be thinking about that this isn't a one-time thing. And when we get through this, there'll be something else that will happen. So thinking about how we react uh, to it now and how we react in the future, there's an opportunity to learn. Absolutely. And one thing that, that we talked a little bit about the other day is you were mentioning the need for new processes, um, working with your team remotely and all that. How's that been going and what have you learned? Well, it's been a very interesting experience. Uh, a lot of us are used to working in an office setting, and a lot of people are used to going and visiting clients. A lot of people are used to traveling, and a lot of people, uh, while they're used to these, uh, these smartphones and using these things, um, we're relying on technology even more. Uh, look at this, uh, this uh, video we're doing here on Zoom, the three of us uh, right. all together, making it happen. And so... We really had to adapt, and I think really have relied on our uh, IT teams, information technology teams, to help us figure out how to do this. And also just talking to people. Uh, we're seeing a lot more use of Zoom. We're seeing a lot more use of Microsoft Teams. Um, we're seeing more use of Skype meetings. Uh, we're seeing more use of video cameras. So, so trying to figure out, well, what's my foreground? What's my background? In this <laughs> yes. case, this is where I'd like to be filming right. from, uh, but I'm not quite there yet. So I think uh, learning to adapt and asking good questions and you know that the smartphone is 11 years old, you know, it wasn't around uh, in, in many of the other crises I just mentioned. So what are we doing with the new technology that's available? So we have a new generation of people, new generation of technology, but we're always going to have crises. And so what's different about this one? What's the same and how do we adapt? And I think uh, it's really important to be flexible and, and think through what we need to get done and what we can get done and, and then forgive ourselves for what, for the rest. Yeah. Right. Oh, is there something you wanted to ask about? Yes. I want to know how you're doing, this is a personal question, how you're doing at home, working from home with your family around and your wife <laughs> around you 24 seven. Well, I, I do have a coworker here. I take this okay. offline. <laughs> Yeah, I do have a coworker. Um, you do? Who's your coworker? Which one? This is my coworker. Oh. 
This is Rosie. Say hi, Rosie. Hi, Rosie. <laughs> Rosie is 10 years old. Yeah. And Rosie is a soft-coated Wheaton Terrier. Uh -huh. so a lot of us have these coworkers. Right. And she's she's with me now 20 hours a day. Um, not just working hours. Right. You know, before I'd come home from work and she'd be there and we would hang out the rest of the day. Right. Now she's there uh, morning, <laughs> noon, and night. So well, uh, you know, I, and I and do. I and I don't mean to joke around at all with this, but it's it's true though. But our pets are going to have like you know emotional problems when we all go back to work because we are with them twenty four seven. They're going to have a there's going to be a mourning period and a grieving period for our pets. I just thought I'd put that in there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think psychologists are calling it separation anxiety. Right. Where there's all of this uh, togetherness, and, and and I think it's going to affect not just the the pets but the humans too. Right. Well, I have a question for you. You know, you've been, we all have been dealt this hand, right? And so how are you going to be, you know, I guess, I don't know, playing your cards with this? How are you going to adapt to this? Are you going to make any changes with your, with your crew now? Or will things go, I mean, do things go back the same? How does that happen now? Well, I, I, um, I think we'll adopt some best practices here. I think there's an opportunity to do more video chat and, and see people, um, especially if you have employees working remotely like I do. I, I have a team in Toronto, Canada. I've got a team in St. Louis, Missouri, or two teams in St. Louis. So I think we'll be using more of this kinds of technology in meetings. So that'll be a, a positive. I think there'll be a push to get people back in the office. And I think some people won't want to go back. Some people will like the 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 like the my group in Toronto. They have a one to one and a half hour commute each way every day, right? So mm. two to three hours every day are spent on a train or in a car or some type of transportation. So I think some people want to be doing things differently. So we're going to have to figure that out, whether it's flex time, um, whether it's changing jobs uh, around. I think some people can't wait to get back. Uh, it's like summer with the kids all the time. And so, uh, you know, but, but no summer camp and, and no way to manage it. So I think uh, during these meetings, a lot of times kids will be barging in. And so I think there'll be a, a nice break uh, to get people back on the routine. So I think hopefully we'll take the best of what we do now and then the best of what we were doing, combine the two and it with a better result. Excellent. Excellent. Just kind of thinking about the the change management principles and and projects you've been working on with your team do you have any stories or anecdotes or anything along that line as far as how you've implemented these new remote leadership style that you have now with your teams i know you've had kind of some one-on-one -on -one, base to base meetings if you will through zoom and how are you handling it on a daily basis well i um i was meeting with my team regularly anyway and I'm meeting with them a little bit more frequently. Uh, we have you know, some people um, have partners, some people live alone, uh, some people um, have companions, some people there's four generations living in their house. Uh, mm. So uh, you, you go from one to, to, to 14 living in a house. So um, it is a wide variety. And I think what we're trying to do is make sure people feel connected. And so we're doing more frequent meetings, um, maybe not even like a real meeting, just more of a touch base. Like for example, with my team, um, I have a Friday morning, uh, one hour meeting where we're just talking about 
working remotely and how things are going. And we talk a little bit about work, but I try not to make, uh, I want less than half the meeting about work and the other half about their experiences. So to help mm. prime the pump for that kind of conversation, we've kind of picked a topic each week. So first week was pick your favorite song. And then <laughs> I had um, my Apple playlist set up. So when it, for each person came on, it would play the song. So that was kind of fun. Walk up music. <laughs> Yeah, they walk up music, exactly. And then the next week we did uh, their favorite movie. And so people gave uh, a couple of their favorite movies. And this week is going to be their favorite TV show. Excellent. So we, we've, we've adapted and we don't want to meet too frequently because it could be a situation where people are working more hours, right? If, if they're socializing and not working, then that can make things uncomfortable, especially if now uh, they've got to also babysit. So we want to make sure we're, we're doing the right time, right thing. I also missed something earlier about how things are changing. I also see people flexing the work hours more, like some people are more night owls, some are more morning people. So I could see some people spending more time. I can actually see them online, right? Uh, spending more time in the evenings than they might in the mornings, depending on their schedule. So that's good to see, actually. That's, that's great. And it, it is if you get mm -hmm. to balance the two. If, if, right. if work just goes from morning into evening and there's nothing in between, I don't think that'll be a good transition going back. No, no. And, you know, if for, I know over here for his style, my husband's style, it's like he needs to have a physical place to go to because that has to be work and then this has to be home. Mm -hmm. That's just his style, you know. Sure. And, uh, but anyway, so you, you did talk about how you keep the energy going through, you know, those different tools that you, that you do and, um, you know, morale boosted and things like that. How do you keep, I mean, you live with a personal trainer, <laughs> Yeah, I do. right? And <laughs> fantastic, by the way. And, uh, you're welcome. And I was wondering how do you you know, do you exercise daily? How do you keep fit? How do you keep mentally fit as well as physically fit while you're home all day? Yeah. So I think there's things that we were doing before and, and things that we're doing now, and then we'll see what the new behaviors are. Um, so, so before um, I would you know, have a commute and I would have, have a schedule. And so I, I, I like to schedule exercise. So, so prefer it in the morning, but Sometimes later in the day, uh, late in the evening is actually when it's most quiet and I can actually get that done. Mm -hmm. um, and then as far as diet, you have to realize, you know, am I as active? Am, am, I, am I putting more workout in or less? Uh, maybe, and for me, it varies depending on the day. Sometimes I'll have a 7 a.m. conference call and at 8 p.m. And mm -hmm. then, you know, there's not a lot of time in between. So that'd be a day I can't eat as many calories, right? And then right. there's days I'm busier where I can. So I, I track what I eat just to, just to kind of stay healthy and make sure I'm uh, following um, a diet that works for me. So that's what I do. And I try to schedule mm -hmm. exercise. Uh, but I don't get it in every day, but I don't beat myself up. But I also mm -hmm. won't eat as much if I didn't burn those calories. So it's that's a, kind of a husband. Right. That's a husband of a trainer right there. <laughs> exactly. She's trained you well. Good, good answer. Or maybe yeah, you I, do I like jelly beans a lot. And, you know, I, she would have me eat up things that aren't as tasty. So <laughs> if you eat jelly beans, just I have to give something else up. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, but the Easter Bunny brought jelly beans. So okay. Yeah. Like it's been part of his diet lately. But he's been on the Techno Gym working it off. So 
Good. Yep. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> little things, Mo. The little things that keep it keeps it going, right? All right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Go ahead, Jen. So just thinking about these new processes you put into place for communicating with your team and working on projects and toward goal lines and all that, are you kind of getting your mind around with talk with, if you will, about when businesses are going to start opening again in the next couple of weeks? about which processes you really want to hang on to and which ones you're going to jettison and, you know, that kind of thing? Well, I, I think that obviously if we're able to be in an office and meet together, then we won't be doing video. Right. And when we, uh, but I think we'll be uh, more adapted or more able to do video if we aren't able to meet physically. So I think that's a positive. I would expect that we would, um, hopefully continue to build relationships and be talking to people about things other than just work and look for that kind of communication in the workplace. That's a positive thing. Um, I, I think people are probably going to have to um, upgrade the wardrobe because they went from work clothes like I'm modeling today to, uh, <laughs> to t-shirts and pajama bottoms. And so that's going to, that's going to change back. And so I, I mean, the way I think about it is kind of like anything there, there's what we were doing, there's what we're doing now, what we want to do going right. forward. And, and I would expect that people will be looking for more, again, more flexible hours. I think people might be taking their work day and splitting it up more therefore. And I would expect to see that kind of uh, behavior. Companies have different schedules for when they're starting back up. And, uh, and in my particular company, uh, we still have um, another month or so before we're going to be thinking about going back to the office. So they're hopefully the staggered approach, then this will work through the times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. right. It's going so, to change, isn't it? It's going, yeah. sorry, Jen, I didn't mean yeah, to stop, but it is definitely going to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think people need to be flexible. I, I, I think us thinking, uh, and this is true, like for any crisis or any situation we're in, you know, thinking we know how it's going to turn out or what's going to happen or having all the answers are feeling like we need to be in control. I don't know that we need to really be in control. We can only kind of control how we react to things. Uh, mm -hmm. We can't control too much of, of other things. And so therefore, um, that's a little bit empowering in some ways. I can control myself and other right. things I can influence. And so how can I get the best result out of the two of that between what I can control with myself and what I can influence around me? And I expect that people will be looking at that going forward in terms of, okay, how has the crisis impacted me? How have I responded to it? Can I do better? And then that might make people tougher, right? Going mm -hmm. into the next situation and how they, they would handle it. In other words, I made it through this one, I can get through the next one. And that'll be a positive thing. Right. That, that's, uh, that is wonderful, wonderful insight. That's that, how you said that and stated that was beautiful. That was great. So thank you. So do you think, Michael, through learning how to manage change, you and your teammates will see applications of these methods and techniques that you've been using to manage change and get projects done and products out and all that through this unprecedented pandemic situation. Do you think those have applications into other areas of their life as well as your own? Well, I, I do think it's more powerful. If, if, there's, if there's a habit we want to change, 
if there's something we want to learn, something we want to do different. I think it's more powerful if you can apply it, not just in your workplace, but also at home, um, maybe in social situations. So whether it's networking, whether it's relating to people, whether it's uh, presenting or speaking, uh, whether it is explaining, whether any of these kinds of skills, whether it's um, time spent thinking, any of these skills that you're trying to work on at work and you can incorporate them all the way through, then it, that'll be a positive thing. And so I would think uh, people have an opportunity here to think about, yeah, I was maybe not so reluctant to try new technology, but now I'm forced to do it. And now I'm going to try more technology. I'm going to try to, you know, not that I'm trying to do more things every day and, you know, be so taskless focused, but maybe I'm going to create more time for myself. So maybe out of this opportunity, I, I, I'm forced to set boundaries, right? Just like you mentioned, Mo, with your husband, that, you know, he has an office or a room there in your house that he wants to work out of, and he's not going to do work in other places. Right. So he set some boundaries. So there's an opportunity here for people to set boundaries, because when you go back to the office, maybe someone didn't have boundaries back then. Maybe work just went right into home and they never set that. So now we're kind of forced to do that more because work and home are in the same place for many of us. So I do think that may be a great benefit coming out of there is people setting boundaries and taking the opportunity to really think hard about what they can control uh, that they're doing and what they can do to influence others to enable them to achieve their goals at the same time um, feel like they've achieved that the, uh, the, I guess, the mythical goal of work-life balance, right? That, right? that aspirational goal where we try to get the right balance in our lives. Good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, well, you have a, I have a final inquiry. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I think he's done a phenomenal job. Yeah. I am, yeah, I'm blown away by that. That's great. And it gives us a really an excellent view and idea of what's, what's happening in the business world right now and what is possible to come. And we knew that these changes were coming and we know it will look different, but hopefully we'll be in a better, in a better way, you know? So Michael, this has been incredible. Do you have any one little last piece of advice to share with our listeners and viewers on managing change, adapting through this? Yeah, my, my, my dad uh, was a professional speaker and he was a big fan of self-improvement and managing change. And, you know, one of his views uh, or one of his uh, mantras was uh, change is opportunity. And so here's an opportunity to, to uh, make a change in your life, uh, hopefully a change for the better, uh, get that balance that you're seeking, um, be a new you. Uh, take the best things out of what you're doing now and take that improvement, whether it's now's a chance for me to eat healthier, now's a chance for me to read more books, now's a chance for me to binge more Netflix, now's a chance for me to do things that I think make me better and I've been wanting to do. I would encourage you to spend some time on yourself and get that right kind of balance. And I really expect that your viewers uh, could take that going forward and apply that whether we're in a crisis mode or not. Most definitely. Excellent. Absolutely. Wow. 
All right. Well, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you, Michael Frings, for joining us today. And Thank you. Yes. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are great. Yes, this has been great. So this has been another segment of BMI Redefined, looking at perceptions and perspectives and managing change through crises with Mr. Michael Frings. And Mo, I guess you're going to go get some coffee, huh? I'm going to go get some coffee because I need some because <laughs> I need to get more hyper. No, I can actually, tell. I need to go let the dogs out. Isn't that a song or something? It is. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, did. Oh, did. I know my three dachshunds are going to go run around my feet by the time I come out. So that's okay. Well, Michael, awesome. thank you again. Thank you Great. so much. Yeah. Thanks. Happy to do it. All right. Okay. Ciao. See you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>